The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to another edition of The Real Money Show. The phone number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. And there's been a lot of activity in the market this week. We're going to get into all of that. What happened to the price of silver? There were these expectations. Didn't actually happen. But so much else did happen in the market. And we're going to be talking about that. One thing in particular, we'll talk about the short squeeze, what we've learned in the silver market. We're going to take a quick look at the platinum market. We're going to look at the coin demand on precious metals and just overall how the market has reacted to last week's viral trading thoughts on Reddit and Wall Street bets. My name is Jeremy. Joining me is Jerry. How are you doing, Jerry? Very good, Jeremy. Great to be here as always. Welcome to the listeners. You've 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 caught your breath for a moment. You and I have not even had a chance to speak. No, that's right. Just catching my breath. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. You know, one of the things I noticed about this past week, uh, besides this great expectation that was in the market, one, you know, we have an article coming up um, written from Arcadia Economics, right? Um, Chris Marcus. And he had a, a crazy YouTube on Sunday night. I think he got every major precious metal guy on one call. Mm-hmm. It was everybody, mm-hmm. literally everybody. You've ever read, read an article. I think the only person missing was Ted Butler. Mm-hmm. And the expectations they had was were, were ginormous because at that point, the, the market opened on Sunday and every major wholesaler shut off every retailer i should say shut off their their e-stores mm-hmm. because the market was skyrocketing and we knew that the market was tight already there wasn't a lot of physical and and all of these retailers went into sunday night saying well what if we have all these orders and we can't we can't cover all of the orders we have yeah. to shut down these sites so that's really the reason why these sites were shut down is because you got to be able to guarantee delivery yeah, and one of the things I've noticed over the past week is that we did see a lot of new buyers into the market. People have been looking at the market over the last little while, and they finally decided let's get let's get a foot in the door. Let's start let's start seeing what the temperature of the water is like. Let's get some physical metal. Yeah, that wasn't so easy, was it? Not at all. We had a record-breaking month, in fact, in January. So congratulations to all the people that did get their precious metals. Um, it's always a pleasure, always an honor to help you guys, but we haven't seen demand like this ever. And kudos to Paul once again, just working his magic, working the phones and ensuring that the metals are coming in. And so we do have product coming in. Delays, delays, delays is sort of the theme right now. But yeah, we had to turn off the site, Jeremy, to to quell the demand. Um so sorry about that. We appreciate all of the understanding and patience. We were always available via phone call or email. But really exciting week. Really exciting week. And and actually, part of the what's also been very interesting about the week, and I, I really want to talk about it this week, is it's one thing for people who may be new to the market or just have entered the market, and so it's top of mind. And then it's another thing for people who have been in the market for a while. They already have their position. So they're not paying attention to the information that's coming out right away. So they have no idea. I actually had a phone call. You spoke to the same client. They were they were asking about 
potentially selling because they they'd done so well over the last several years in the precious metals market and uh, you know just spending a little bit of time with that client and one of the things emphasizing was that you know we can't replace this mm-hmm. you know if you were to try to buy this product today you couldn't do it mm-hmm. that was a that was a big wake up for for the client because he had no idea yeah, right? he had no idea just how tight the market had become, and one of the other things that really happened this week were the premiums, continuing to rise. So, yep, silver has widened uh, a couple bucks, um, depending on what you're looking for. But it's an, on average, our cost is up about two to four dollars, depending on what you're looking for. Gold the same. Uh, this entire week, we haven't been able to buy gold in the RSB plans. We're hoping that uh, that the gold market can quote unquote reopen, even though the gold markets are always open. Uh, our abilities have been uh, disabled. So we're hoping that uh, things will sort of normalize in terms of uh, allowing us to place the orders. But um, we're kind of taking things day by day, Jeremy. It Definitely day by day. We seem to have gone back to a bit of the wait list that we experienced back in March, April, May. So please contact us. Make sure that you do get onto that wait list. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about the fact that last week, it seemed that the Reddit gang group with Wall Street Bets seem to be turning their attention to the silver market and wanting to squeeze the silver market, which is known for having large amount of short positions in the market. Now, whether or not everyone was buying physical, there certainly was a lot of activity in the physical market, but there was also a lot of activity in the paper market, specifically the ETF, which, you know, you dig into their prospectus and you know that they don't have to have the physical product there. And this is this is something that is going to come to light more as people who are new to the physical market start to see how the inner workings of the market. And I try to explain it to people because the physical market is like a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. It is so tight in terms of physical product and it's just that pressure is building, building. And part of the reason you're seeing higher premiums is part of that pressure. But then you have all of these, and that's physical ownership. Mm-hmm. And then you have investments, and they divert money away, right? It's like aerodynamics. They're just diverting money away from the pressure cooker, and they're taking the pressure off of the physical market. ETFs, um, you know, certificates, uh, mining stocks, whatever it is. All of these things start to take pressure off of the actual physical. But even without that pressure, this market is, is a coiled, coiled spring. And one, of, one thing that would be very obvious for anyone who's been paying attention to this market over the last eight months is back in March, April, there were huge premiums. The price of silver went down to $12 premiums you still had to pay $18. Yeah. And when it came up to $18, you were still paying 22. Mm-hmm. Well, now the price of silver is $26, $27 an ounce and you're paying 31. Mm-hmm. So how did the price, I'm asking you, Jerry, how is it that the price could rise $10 and yet the premium on the market actually rise with that? It's more, there's a bigger premium now on the market at a higher price than there was seven months ago, six months ago. Well, this is definitely an exposure of the war between paper and physical. It is a war. These are two forces at play. But really and truly, when we see one force of the ETF, as you mentioned, it's part of the investment world uh, doing what they're doing and 
and selling paper shorts and getting really active on that, the physical premium, the premium to buy actual gold and silver is that barometer. And as you see, the, the widening of that spread, it's an indication of sheer demand. And that is the coiling that we are anticipating. That's why all eyes are on silver. What we did learn about this, this expose with Reddit and coordinating the efforts, all it did was highlighting the highlighting silver, making all eyes, especially the new Canadians that are coming on board in precious metals, seeing, yes, these two forces are at play. You need the physical to continue your to your your ploy and your your I would say aggression towards silver because we know silver is money gold and silver are money and all it does it shows it's a barometer of economic strength and worry in the currency markets if you continue to print and you continue to cut interest rates something's wrong gold and silver normally will rise this uh, this won't last Jeremy and physical he who has the gold, he who has the silver, makes the rules. Yeah, he who has the gold makes the rules, as the adage says, and silver is the people's money. That's right. And uh, that's what people have been doing. They've been, they've been grabbing the metal. And one of the things that the premiums also demonstrate, getting back to that for just a moment, is that there is this dichotomy between the paper price and the real-world price, and that the, the price discovery mechanism through the comics is obviously broken. The fact that the premium can be that much higher than the paper price, and that confuses a lot of people too. They come to the market, they say, well, the price is 27 Why am I paying $5 more? And that's the whole purpose. The idea of this concept of potentially manipulating the market, well, I mean, JP Morgan's been busted for that time and time again. They paid a billion dollars for manipulating the market and spoofing the market. In this case, they raised position limits, right, which forced a whole bunch of selling. Imagine if you have a, an RSP and you have 50000 in it and all of a sudden your, your custodian comes along and says, well, the minimum is 70000 now. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't have the money to put in for that, you have to sell. And that pushes the price down. And that's, what, how, that's very clearly how it worked. They pushed the price down and yet the physical price, the physical world, you, you know, there, there's not enough supply. Mm -hmm. and, you, and, and it's structural too. You can't just snap your fingers and double the, the mine supply of silver. So the only way to reconcile the paper price and the physical price will be much, much higher prices. And to me, the idea that there were high premiums at 18 and now there's high premiums at 27, that tells you everything you need to know about where the market's going. Back when it was below $20 an ounce, we went to 31 mm -hmm. before it pulled back into the 24, 25 range and silver ended up 45% to the upside overall. Yeah. Well, there is no reason at this point, while many are calling for silver to go to $50, there's no reason why silver can't easily get to $35 an ounce or higher this year, given the current structure and fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And the coordinated effort towards this one group, the Reddit group, did happen. It really opened the door to the everyday folk to see what's going on and to get into this game but people are not trading the SLV they're not going to acquire the SLV and the Achilles heel in this is not the SLV it's actually acquiring the bars the physical and taking ownership so this is a very exciting time all eyes on silver silver is 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 viral right now and all of the traders all of the especially Chris Marcus you mentioned from Arcadia 
He's been trading equities since 07. He's an, he's an equities guy. Now he's trading metals, and he says all eyes on, on silver. Yeah, let's talk about uh, what Chris Marcus is saying in the next segment. We'll also talk about what we've learned from the silver squeeze a little bit more. It's been an, a very exciting week in the precious metals market. Uh, there's no reason to be demoralized from watching the paper price when if you look in the real world there's such a lack of physical product right now supplies are so stretched thin 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 and it's going to take time for that product to get back into the market so you're seeing some delivery delays you're seeing some order delays so definitely get onto a wait list the number 18778 silver the website guildhallwealth.com we'll be talking about more physical precious metals and how to get that physical precious metals into your portfolio you're listening to the Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm here with Jerry Karaya. We're talking about all things physical precious metals. It is real money. That's why you're listening to The Real Money Show. Again, the phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. In the, pa in the last segment, we were going to be talking, we mentioned we would be talking about this article from Chris Marcus. He had a, an article titled, uh, Silver Manipulation Has Gone Viral. Actually, it was by INN and Charlotte McLeod. And I'm just going to read a couple portions of this to you, Jerry, and get your thoughts on it. It said that silver remains in the limelight after reports of last week that members of Reddit Wall Street Bet Forum that they wanted to squeeze the market. The Wall Street Bets crowd has since distanced themselves from the silver story, calling it a distraction from GameStop. But while the white metal's price has declined in paper only, interest remains very high. Putting the amount of buying seen over the last few days into perspective, Chris Marcus, founder of Arcadia Economics, said that the U.S. Mint has been unable to meet physical demand. He also said that past Friday, 34 million ounces were added to iShares Silver Trust, an exchange-traded fund. That's 34 million ounces, and that seeks to reflect the price of silver. That followed by 20 million ounces on Monday and 61 million ounces on Tuesday. Comparing those numbers to the silver supply and demand statistics from the Silver Institute, Marcus said he doesn't know anyone who believes it's possible for that amount of silver to be added to the SLV. What are your initial thoughts on that, Jerry? Because people have definitely seen all of this metal being added to SLV. I'm sure it's the only thing that the mainstream media is talking about when mentioning silver. What do you think about the fact that all of this product supposedly went into the market? You're looking at 34 million, 20 million, and 61 million. You know, that's essentially over 100 million ounces. And how many years of mine supply is that? This is in, in, these are enormous figures, and the math simply just doesn't lie. Even more so, despite the fact that they're sloshing the silver around their vaults going in from SLV to an, another fund, they're just covering. Is there any more silver available? When the, the problem is, why the distraction? They're trying to redirect our attention. Reddit listeners, Reddit Members, don't look over here. Don't look at silver. Keep your eye on AMC. That's the big story. No, you already let the cat out of the bag. Silver is the main story. Silver is the main headline because it will ripple. This big. This is a huge player in the global economic landscape. Silver is the gentleman's money. The gent. It's the it's the everyday folk money. But when you don't have the supply. All of those little investments that you created, these are derivatives off of the real silver market. And we know how grandiose the 
derivatives market is. Quadrillions in derivatives. Silver is that canary in the coal mine, and all eyes are on silver, and you better get your physical now. Yeah, I would, I would encourage anyone who has the SLV, simply just go and call and take delivery, right? If not, you have to ask why you hold the SLV, and the question becomes, is it just because you want exposure to the market, you don't actually want insurance for the market, right? I'm sure you've had this question before from clients, Jerry. Well, what's the difference between buying the physical or just you know, going with these pool accounts or funds or whatever it is because the costs are so much lower? What, what do you normally say to someone who's, who has that type of question? It's a, such a necessary conversation that I must have with every single person that comes and inquires about silver. They, they're hearing the news, they're seeing the headlines, and I immediately have to differentiate the two. Are you looking for wealth insurance? Yes or no. If you're just looking to gain, if you're looking to trade, this is not for you. You don't want the physical. You don't want the wealth protection that it offers. If you do want the wealth insurance, the wealth protection, you need the physical. You need to make sure that there are no hands on your on your bullion, or as I say, there's no sticky, sticky notes of on your lunch. No one else owns <laughs> your food. You need to make sure that there's zero counterparty risk. What that means is you've taken the silver out of the market. The silver and the gold are no longer on any balance sheet of any any entity, and this is the case, and this is why we do what we do. If we weren't able to offer that, we're compromising, and we wouldn't offer it to the general public. That's right, and the idea is one is investing and one is ownership. And if you are going to have insurance for your wealth, think about this. If you have life insurance, you don't go out and invest in an insurance stock. If you need home insurance, you don't go invest in a home insurance stock and say, oh, I've got exposure to the market. It was cheaper. There's no coverage. There's no coverage. You actually have to go out and physically buy that insurance yeah. right, and make those payments, and, and it costs money. It's the same thing with physical metal. If you want to make sure that you actually have the insurance for your wealth, you need something that has no counterparty risk and that is actually physical and in your hands. Because there's so many variables. If we look at... If home insurance, you need to cover fire, theft, and all these variables. For wealth insurance, the variables variables would be currency depreciation, currency debasement, money printing, inflation, geopolitical concerns, etc., etc. Plus, you're not putting your money, you're not really putting your money into the entity of Guildhall. Yes, you are. You want to make sure that we are providing you with good delivery product, LBMA goods, uncirculated product. This is what we do. But once you get your LBMA goods, you've now taken your money and you parked it in wealth away from everyone, independent from all of the financial madness. That's right. And we've been seeing that for years in the market. I would say 2019, there were very savvy people coming in. 2020, people really started to see what was happening with the pandemic and the, the, the monetary stimulus that was being put out there. Not fiscal stimulus. No one was actually getting you know, real money in their hands, but they were seeing the amount of money the government was printing and they were saying, what is this? Mm -hmm. This is making 2008 look like nothing. Yeah. And so people were getting very suspect of that and looking for ways to start protecting their wealth. And one way to do that is to actually own the physical product. Let's get back to this article where, where that was discussing with Chris Marcus. And so we were just saying previously that the idea was that all of a sudden the ETFs were you know, 100 million plus ounces went in in a matter of days. And then Chris Marcus said, it hit me last night. 
the only way that we know if anything is in there, meaning the ETF, is based on the word of JP Morgan, who's the custodian of SLV, who just got fined a billion dollars for manipulating the precious metals. And the treasury markets, I might add, hundreds of thousands of times, he said. Marcus believes something has broken or is breaking and encouraged self-focused investors to be cautious. He also urged those who have been considering a move into silver to think about acting now. Quote, I really want to be careful of how I am phrasing things today because I don't want to scare people having traded equity options through 2007 and 8 and having studied gold and silver ever since then. There have been a lot of times where I felt like things were building. But there are a lot of signs emerging that something is happening now. I say this as calmly as possible, Marcus continued. If there were any decisions for anyone who said before, let me know when it's closer. I think if there are decisions people are going to make, I would suggest considering them doing them now. Wow. That's pretty, it's pretty intense. I definitely feel where he's coming from. There is a certain feeling out there that something is going on. We felt it before the Wall Street bets even hit the market. Like you said, Jerry, January was a, a banner mark, a banner month. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of buying in the market, and the market was already tight. And that was before a whole bunch, a whole army of new people decided, let's get into this market. And that whole new army got a big wake-up call in understanding, well, wait a minute, the price was up at 29. How come it didn't break 30? How come it came back down? And how come I'm still paying these high premiums to get into the market? I'm not seeing people really question that per se. I'm not getting phone calls where people are saying, well, why is that? How do I do it? It's still more, how do I actually get the product in my hand? What are you seeing? What are your, what are your thoughts on this trend? Do you think Marcus is right that something, something's happening here? Yeah, I think with, with regards to what Mark, uh, Marcus is, is, is drawing us our attention to is the fact that people are at the doorstep and they have a decision to make whether it be to acquire now or or wait and really it comes down to a lot of people looking at well I'm seeing the price fluctuations on spot so it's up to Guildhall to educate about what's happening and why the prices are fluctuating what the premiums are about why the premiums especially our costs are moving up because the wholesale is is controlling the supply and demand from us from from us and getting our goods. So there's, it does require some education, but we have to also look at the fact that we, yes, we want to time the market. We do want to buy on dips, but if you can't get the physical in your hands, you're, you're wasting, you're wasting your time because we don't time buying house insurance or wealth insurance. You're buying it immediately. Yes, you want to, it's great to buy it on a sale and buy in the dips when you can. But you better make sure that you know if you're if you have if you're a larger investor and you have hundreds of thousands in the bank you you better you better think of doing something a little bit more aggressively now than than waiting in the future. I definitely understand the the idea that if you're new to the market you've never purchased anything you should get something. Mm -hmm. If you've been in the market for a while then perhaps you can afford to be more patient and wait for things to potentially quiet down. Wait till. Premiums come down a little bit. I think that what we're going to see in terms of the premiums is that the spot price of silver or the paper price of silver is going to start to rise. Correct, yeah. Which we're, we're already seeing. It's bounced off the bottom here. It's, I think, up to $27. And as the paper price rises, I think the premiums start to fall, which means 
the basic price that you're paying, whether it's $31 an ounce, give or take, depending on the product, that that's not really going to change a whole lot unless the market stays at this level for a while and some buying sort of peters out a touch and and all of these dealers and wholesalers can start to restock a little bit, then mm -hmm. you might start to see premiums come down. But I don't know if the market has that much patience. No. Right? And and so I agree with you. I think the idea right now is to be prudent to think about, well, what can I get into the market right now before it's too late? Yeah, because as we're discussing the extremes with silver and gold, silver and gold extremes and demands, we have to remember the extremes that we discussed a couple weeks back, weeks ago regarding the extreme valuations, the overvaluations in the stock market, the extreme valuations, uh, and the ex extreme move towards uh, the the you know, bearishness of the U.S. dollar, uh, the the extremes in the U.S. 10-year Treasury yield. This, These are things that we cannot ignore at the same time. If you're hesitating for precious metals, look at the extremes of what's happening behind the scenes, right in front of our eyes. There is a lot of risk. And again, we're not here to roll the dice and, and take risk. We need to ensure our money and make sure that we're parking it into safety first. And let's take a look at that 10-year treasury again. I think it, it uh, warrants having a second look at it, something we've been following over the last couple weeks. The number is 18778-SILVER. If you're looking to get some physical precious metal in your portfolio, you can buy it direct from Guildhall. You can go to our e-store. It is back up. Just back. Come, come back again and again. If it's not up, come back, check again. It is coming up and down. We'll see. We're just trying to manage inventory. And the website, guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. We've been talking about the physical market and the strain on the physical market over the last week. Jerry, I want to ask you a quick question. Was this whole Reddit thing a bust? I wouldn't say it was a bust. I think it, it was in terms of trying to short squeeze in the silver market with such a massive market. Um, you're not going to burn JP Morgan uh, with, with short squeezing. They can cover. But the Achilles heel is the silver. And once the sil silver leaves and there's no silver available, that's what leaves them exposed. So, And uh, you know, especially for the new people that have gotten into the new clients, the new owners of physical bullion, now that you have the silver in your hands, it's, it's very transformative. You not only gain an appreciation for the silver, well, guess what? You're going down the rabbit hole. You're learning all about silver, the Hunt brothers, and what they've done in the past in the 80s. You're learning all about it. Now that you have the silver in your hand, you're educating yourself. So as we're having thousands of new clients coming on board, everyone's growing a new appreciation for silver. So bust, not really. It's all in the favor of silver. I would say, I guess the idea there is that anyone getting skin in the game now is paying attention to what's happening and how the system works and how the, the market works. It's, it's really interesting in that sense, because if you think about what the Reddit crew, I'll call them that, were getting involved in this idea. And by the way, now they're turning away. They're saying, we never said get into silver. I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. But the fact that there was this attention being put on silver and it was, well, look how easy it was to get well, to get GameStop to go high. Look how easy it was to play the Wall Street the you know the Wall Street gangs, mm -hmm. how easy it was to bust a hedge fund. Well, let's turn our sights into the silver market. And we said last week, it's one thing to take on a hedge fund; it's another thing to take on J.P. Morgan and you know the U.S. Treasury. But at the same time, you know they've turned them they've turned their attention to bigger game. Everyone is turning their attention to bigger game in that sense because it's it's not about 
people weren't are not buying silver to stick it to the man. From the Wall Street bets Robin Hood thing last week, it's that there are rules for me, but not for thee. And Wall Street is playing by completely different rules, and there's an elitist thing. Everyone's always known that, but now people are really looking at how do I protect myself against that. Just as an example, Jerry, I get this all the time. People, people will, will, will beef about storing your, their product at 1%. Say, how am I supposed to make money if I have to pay storage fees? And there's an interesting thing that clicks in someone's mind when they decide that they want to actually own physical product and realize that there's a cost to that and realize, wait a minute, it can be taken from me. And you say, well, wait a minute, you never, you never concerned yourself that the government was robbing your wealth through inflation and destroying your purchasing power at seven, six, seven, eight percent a year. But when it comes to paying 1% a year, even though silver went up 45, it becomes a bit of an issue, right? Or the idea that once I did make that decision that I want to own that physical, the first place the mind goes to is what if someone takes it from me? What if it's stolen? What if the government confiscates it? Never thinking, well, you left your money in the bank and with an advisor in digital world for years and never questioned if it could be stolen from you. And even people who did own physical metal, it got stolen from them in things where it was paper. Mm -hmm. So that not the physical was stolen from them, the, the, the paper. Like last year, there was a, a, a trust in Europe. There was a gold-backed fund, and they closed the fund. Right. It was pretty clear. It was that people wanted to take delivery of the product, and the fund didn't have it. So they just issued a, a letter saying, we're going to sell off, and you can sell off now, or we'll sell it off for you at the end of April. Mm -hmm. we, sent out the, we sent that out in our newsletter. The unallocated accounts, yeah. So people are protecting they're not trying to they're not trying to break Wall Street. You're not going to break Wall Street. The banks will survive. They will get their golden parachutes. No, they never they never got punished for 2008. Don't worry about them, but worry about yourself. And if you look at the silver market specifically, we're talking about the silver market specifically this week, that the premiums on the market tell you there's not enough physical to satisfy demand. That's why the premiums are so high. The paper market price is broken. The price has to go much, much higher from here to reconcile the fact that the paper price is too low. And if it continues to, if the silver price on paper does not rise, it will not matter. What will matter is what will it cost you to actually get it in your hand. And that's where the protection comes from, is actually having that product. Because if it costs $31 instead of 27 right now and there's a 4 or $5 premium, you have to wonder, where is this really going to go now? Mm -hmm. Much, much higher. Multiples. In my opinion, we're looking at such an extreme high of the silver to gold ratio. Yeah, we went as high as 112 at the beginning of March. Now we're at 70. Still extremely high. So we have a lot of topside potential, a lot of momentum for physical. And despite such an orchestrated attack on the, the shorts and JP Morgan shorts in the silver market, despite that, we had such a strong, we had strong fundamentals already in place for silver. I mean, outperforming many asset classes for over the past 15 years, over, over all, you know, all, all nine major currencies, gold and silver have outperformed these currencies. You're better off parking your wealth in silver and gold versus any paper asset right now. There is 
too much topside and too much risk to be rolling your dice. And also, a high premium just tells you if the price goes down, the premium goes up. So if the price goes down on paper, it's not going to change your origin, what it's going to cost you to buy it today, Mm -hmm. right? Not in any significant way. If the price went down to 18, is the premium going to come down to $29? You're still paying $29. So it just shows you that the downside is gone. There is no downside because it's only going to cost you more money to buy the physical product. And that, that shows you that the market is primed for much, much higher prices. Demand, physical demand, lack of supply, as you talked about, other fundamentals, currency debasement, oncoming inflation which is in the bag, it's in the mail, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the, so currency debasement and geopolitical unrest, maybe that's something we can get into in the next segment. And also we have to get to the treasury market and the debt market and how important that is to the physical precious metal market. So we're going to talk about good news in the next segment, what it means to be a precious metal investor coming up. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Stick around, you're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. We're going to bring it all together. Last week, Wall Street Bets decided we're going to set our sights on the silver market and try to squeeze this market higher. Well, they were taking on a more formidable opponent, but some great, great things came out of it. One thing, the the U.S. Mint dried up. Another thing, the physical market completely dried up. Another aspect, so much Fake metal went into the ETF. It's absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. Anyone, this would be the biggest thing for me, Jerry. Anyone with a brain cell can say, how come I can't buy a 10-ounce bar, but the ETF can get 100 million-plus ounces in three days? There is a disconnect there. It's common sense. Um, so therefore, should I be acquiring the SLV? Obviously not. This doesn't make any sense. How can they acquire? Again, they may be sloshing the silver, the same very silver that they've had in the vaults for years, if they even have the silver in the vaults, we don't know. But this is an indication that the supply and demand factors are, are the main drivers of this, of this market. When you have zero supply or hu- huge delays, um, there is a reason, and this is a very important reason because people are looking for wealth insurance. This is a big, big takeaway too, this idea that whatever happened last week, whatever that was, yes, it shined a spotlight on the market, but this market is not a flash-in-the-pan market. This is not a GameStop market. This is the money market. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the people's money. This has been money for centuries. It's way more important, and... It's driven by much larger fundamentals than whether or not a few thousand people decide to get involved in the market or a few hundred thousand hundred thousand people decide to get into the market. This is about how do you protect against debasement of currencies? How do you protect against inflation? What, it, what happens as a result of those two things, which is supply and demand, we're learning very quickly, anyone who's got their eyes open to this is learning very quickly, that the physical market is structural. You cannot snap your fingers and increase the silver supply by 50%. No. You can't even snap your fingers and increase it by 15%. It's not, just not going to happen. So you have what you have. It's, it's already being rationed out. And the only way to, to, to stem the, de, the demand is if the price goes through the roof. 
and your your money can't buy as much. That's how it works. That's economics. Now, the geopolitical aspect of this is also very interesting because I think the Reddit geopolitical side of it was coming down to the populace, right? We've seen that trend, that the trend towards populism in a way, mm -hmm. right? And that's that's what's happening in, in the markets. People are saying, well, where do I get mine? It's, it's, a, it's about time I get mine. That's I, I, I feel that attitude in people who are buying cryptos a lot of the time. I feel that attitude in the GameStop and Wall Street bets. And I was feeling that attitude a lot this week, which I don't know if ne that's necessarily the right attitude in the silver market. As opposed to Bitcoin, which is more or less your your lottery ticket. Yeah, you you don't have a very you don't have a very long history of what Bitcoin can do, but you know you still want to have a little bit of skin in the game. I understand that, but for precious metals, this is a different ballpark. the The view of precious metals is that it is your wealth insurance, and you're not going to be gambling per se. This has a millennia of track record of being money for thousands and thousands of years. Um, why? Because it's scarce primarily. You cannot have intrinsic value on something that has that is that is not scarce. It must be scarce in order for it to qualify as money. And we see this as a result, you know, we see the the nations around the world, they need to acquire the physical. They don't own the ETF, they don't own SLV to achieve that wealth protection, that diversification. And what was very interesting before before 2000, uh, in 2018, we saw the revaluation or the reclassification of what gold was at the BIS. So we have our regional banks and then we have central banks and then we have the central banks of all central banks, the BIS, the Bank of International Settlements that quietly reclassified gold from a tier two capital to tier one. They knew something was coming. And this is, this is all culminating to become a very big, broad picture and very important. Gold is the, the 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 principle, the foundation, the sound money of the entire system. So very important times. You know the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. That that kind of brings us back to what Chris Marcus was saying. This idea that you can tell that something's happening, and maybe what's happening is that in two thousand and eight, central banks became net buyers of gold. They understood that the financial system stood on the on the precipice of the abyss and somehow made made their way back. But they knew that that was going to change one day. And whether or not it's, quote unquote, the great reset or whether or not we go in a different direction. The fact is, is people now are saying, oh, I need to actually be my own central bank. I need to make sure that my assets are out of the system, too, my my digital assets, my financial assets, I need to protect myself. And when you look at what happens in these type of big change conversions, look at what happened in Brexit in 2016, 17, the British pound dropped 30% against a basket of currencies and gold went up 30%. Very quickly. So if you didn't have gold, you just lost your purchasing power, mm -hmm. right? Imagine if the Canadian dollar was absorbed in the US dollar tomorrow. You'd lose 30% of your purchasing power. What about if you had to convert from the Italian lira into the euro at the time? You lost a ton of money during that conversion. Well, how do you transfer to what can happen next? Because when they're asking, for, when they're telling you about a great reset and you see the amount of money that's printing, you know there's something changing. And if central banks have been buying gold for the last decade, where have you been? Mm -hmm. right? I'm even reminded of Venezuela even before 
their inflationary crisis that happened most recently, about a decade before that, they saw the writing on the wall. They were on the precipice decades before, or a decade before. They were trying to repatriate their gold, and they were not getting their gold back, right? And then years later, hyperinflation ensues, and look at Venezuela today. One of the richest nations in the southern hemisphere have become uh, one of the poorest. Case. Yeah, a basket case, literally. So very important. They knew what they needed at the time, and it was gold. They were going after it. Not so much oil. They're a very oil-rich nation, but they knew the importance, and we see the importance of gold. You need the gold in order to survive or to prolong the, the slow death. And the supply-demand fundamentals is really everything you need to know that the price is going much, much higher from here. The fact that the premiums were high back at $18 in silver, and they're just as high, if not higher, today at $27 an ounce silver, tells you exactly where this market is going. It can't go down because it's still going to cost you more to buy in. It can only go higher from here. So we're very, very excited. We're happy so many people were able to get into the market this week. Please be patient with us. I know it's been tough to get, to get a hold of us. We're working through definitely contact us get onto a wait list the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com jerry great to chat with you on the show again this week i hope that people have found it informative if you want to listen to some past shows you can find us on youtube at guildhall wealth it's been a pleasure can't wait to speak to you all again next week and give you some more updates on the market you've been listening to the real money show on global news radio 640 toronto the preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.